What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman of Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com and EaseWellness.com. Promo code HAM. And MyBookie.ag. Promo code HAM and the numeral 1. And UntuckIt.com and the promo code HAM and SeatGeek. You know it. Promo code HAM. Now, here's some NFL headlines. What does Gardner's record have to be to ensure that Foles doesn't Come back and wally pit him. Uh, I don't know if it's record. Just how it feels and looks? Yeah, like... Like, right. did you feel Kyle Allen got the benefit of the doubt, or do you think Cam's still a little injured? Because you see they announced he's going to start. Yeah. Um, both? But last week they said that he might come back. Both? That's what's kind of weird. It's an easy one. You say, he's not quite ready, we've been rolling... Because here's where I stand on the Cam one. I think Gardner one's a little different because you drafted him and he's kind of a sensation where if he's 500, and Foles is just such a good guy, he would just sit on the bench. Yeah, I don't I kind of... It becomes a little... You think he's a lock to get booted? No, I don't think he's a lock to get booted, but I, to me there is an argument to bring Foles back. It's a lot of time missed, especially if you're, know, if but you're it's in the like, playoff mix. But it's like, I know that Nick Foles can win playoff games. So if my goal is to get and win, get to the playoffs and win playoff games, don't I need to get this guy right? Well, let's say this. When Foles is ready to come back, you're like 6-4. and four, Right. You know? And I think that's the thing with Cam. Where, here's what, and I'm not even a Cam guy. I think if Cam's healthy, regardless what your record is, you 100% start him. Because unlike Minshew... Who's really caping for Kyle Allen, right? It's like, Kyle, you can go to the bench, and if he sucks, you can come back. That's just, you're an undrafted free agent. That's the way the world works. I'm not saying that's a, necessarily the right, but it's just the way it's going to be. The, the equity that Cam has at minimum is worth that. <laughs> yeah. Because it's it's also a little different when it's your guy. Like, you've been in the franchise forever when Foles was his big free agent signing, but you kind of get forgotten about. Like, Cam doesn't get forgotten about. You know, he's still the, he's still the elephant in the room because you go well if Camp is healthy, aren't he's probably better than Kyle Allen. And again, I'm not a, I'm not a Cam guy, but if he's 100 percent healthy, but you're not I a Kyle Allen guy. 
why just th- say that how often does an undrafted free agent just take the world by storm, you know? Yeah. I'm interested to watch him this weekend against the Niners. Like, is Kyle Allen going to throw for three touchdowns? Um, so I do know one thing, that McCaffrey on the first drive, what would you say his over-under yards on their first drive? 60? Oh, over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be bang, bang, boom, touchdown. Uh, so this is Gardner Minshew's last four games. Against the Bengals, he was 15-32, which is 47% for a touchdown, no pick. The week before the Saints, I mean, obviously, really tough. good team. Yeah, tough. 14 of 29, that's 48%. No touchdowns a pick. The week before the Panthers, 26 of 44, that's 59%. Two touchdowns, no picks. The week so you before, think I'm riding the, the hype a little more than actually the tangible results? Uh, yeah, I think it's more likely that Foles comes back when he's healthy than it, than it might feel. Because it does feel like right now he's Kurt Warner or something, and it's not even close to being true. He's been under 50% the last two weeks. <laughs> and not throwing for three or four touchdowns a game. The last two weeks is four, basically 47%, one touchdown, one pick. His highlights do go viral fast, though, do well, they? Well, he not? does. That's the thing. He, like, he makes winning plays. I mean, you can't deny that. I don't think it's superficial. He doesn't. I mean, he looks like, I, like if he had to be your quarterback. But I do think, I don't think he's been so good that you're like, well, you remember that play, Nick? You remember that throw Nick Foles got hurt on? You remember the throw? Remember how sweet that was? Oh my God! It was the throw. It might be the throw of the year. I <laughs> know it was. It, no one. Foles does not have the strongest arm in the league. No one can throw it farther though. May, maybe Wentz. That's the irony of like. Wait, explain that. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but no one can throw it farther. Well, it'd be like if you were a pitcher. Foles probably throws like 93, 94. I see what you're saying. But if you put him in the outfield and said, throw it over home plate and the netting, he would be able to do it. But he would not get anywhere near, like, Chapman arm strength, you know, speed. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, that's what makes it a little bizarre. I think part of it is just the way he cocks it. The ball fucking flies. Like, you could put him at, like, the 30-yard line. He's tall, too, he could, right? He's really he, tall. Yeah, he, he could hit the end zone. But if you asked him to make a Matt Stafford, Carson Wentz, Brett Favre, Mahomes, laser throw, it's not the same. Which, it, again, that's one of the great things that's always fascinated me, pitchers and quarterbacks. Like, why can Tim Lincecum at 5'11", 170, throw 99 at one point in time in his career, and Joe Blanton, who's 6'5", only hit 88? No different than why can some quarterbacks that are massive, like Mike Glennon, not have a good arm, and then some midgets like Kyler Murray be able to throw darts? I think a lot of it just has to do with your wrist. You remember Michael Vick just had this wrist, far of the wrist, Mahomes. I, I don't know. I've never figured it out. Because hmm. if you could figure it out right, you would tweak shit to get their arm stronger, right? Right. Especially once you got to the pros to make these throws a little easier on these guys. Yeah. Um, other headlines? I guess we've kind of started headlines there. I like that conversation, right? Those fall under the headline conversation. Yeah, um, yeah. For- Sam Darnold, seeing ghosts. What did you th- what did you think of uh, of that audio being on Monday Night Football? I thought it was a little unfair to the guy. N- not that at the end of the day, it's pretty harmless, but I-, I I think these guys in the position that edit slash let out are pretty well equipped with what works and what doesn't work. Like that's they're football fans slash they do this for a living. They knew what they were doing. I, I wonder if the guy thought like. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that it had to cross his mind. Like, this is right on the fence. Yeah. And he did it, and then now he's getting a ton of backlash. 
yeah. by by the Jets because I've seen the counter like, well, you guys got your panties in a bunch over this. You just got your fucking ass kicked and you're worried about something Sam Darnold said. And I get that angle, but I also think like it's just a little unfair to a young player. So, and I'll tell you, like I don't know exactly how it works in the NFL. Um, like I know for college basketball, a lot of times if you're mic'd up in the huddle, often there are. I don't think it's. I'm not saying it's universally like this, but often the sports information director, right, who is kind of the key holder to the team in terms of team access. Like when you say, "Hey, we want to put a mic in the huddle," you tell that person, and that person goes and clears it with the coach. And if the coach says yes. A lot of times what I've seen is they have a headset over on the side of the bench where the sports information director is, and they will show the SID because they don't play it live. They'll show say, hey, this is the stuff we want to play. Are you cool with this? Is there anything here that's a problem from the coach's huddle? And Which I think is fine. Like the coach lets you put the mic in the huddle, then they have the right to say, you know what, we don't want that on the air. And it's the SID, usually the SID is well, we get We get the same. The basketball is like, hustle back on D. Uh, boards. Yeah. I like uh, that, boys. Shoot or shoot. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep the feet Keep moving. Hands up, guys. Hands up. Guy, run him off the three-point line. So, <laughs> I here's what I think about Darnold. Remember, I, Kerr, remember Kerr was mad when the NBA played the thing about Jordan to Kevin? Yeah. I think... Which was, which was less bad than this. Well, I understand... Like to me, that the the content of that was just the content of that. What he was saying to him gave us a little bit of a window into what he thought of his psyche. Well, yeah, he got mad that we look at Kevin Durant like he's soft, and clearly he views him as soft too. This to me, if if we are not in social media meme culture, okay, if that piece of audio hits Monday Night Football in 1998, I think it's irrelevant. I think it's fine. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Because if, if all you have to go off is the video of it, because it, what it felt to me in the moment, John, was Sam Darnold was saying, man, I'm rusty. That's how I took it when he was saying it. I didn't take it as Sam Darnold can't see the field. I took it as Sam Darnold's just like, he's not up to game speed yet. All of Adam Gase's practices have not prepared him for the Patriots defense. He did say during his off time, though, I think pregame, right, he learned a lot better about the about about protections. Yeah, he'd been watching a lot of protection stuff. That's what he said pregame. So here's what pisses me off about this one is I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal to Sam. I don't think it's a big deal to the Jets. I don't think it says anything about Sam Darnold other than he was rusty and they were he was playing the greatest defensive coach we've ever seen. And that was not the second game back that you want. That's what happened. But in in meme culture where people are like oh he'll never live this down it's like yeah fuck because everybody is such a bitch about this stuff like we're constantly trying to make every little thing into something that'll follow the guy forever every opportunity to edit i'm seeing ghosts there's going to be little casper the ghost things flying around him like i don't even know if any I, here's the thing i can't t- i can't tell if anybody actually even thinks this is that bad i can't even tell well and that's where I, I, I think that's where I agree with you. Like, ESP, you just got to know, like, this is going to get so stupid. It's not worth the headache for the guy. Well, because what does seeing ghosts mean to just the casual football fan? It means you're terrified in the pocket. And like you're saying, and like all the former players on Twitter are saying, that's not what he was saying. He was saying, I'm seeing shit down the field. I'm throwing it to the wrong guy. Like, I'm off. It wasn't that he was scared in the pocket. But when when you say... We've described Carr for a while. He gets where he's seeing ghosts. 
To me, that has negative connotation about being a puss in the pocket. Even though that's 100% not what he was saying. He was talking about, and this speaks to the brilliance of their coverages. Got every time I looked up last night, fucking some dude was high pointing the ball on the other team. And I, he was talking about their DBs, not the pass rush, in my opinion. That, and yeah, I think that's... that's what every former player was saying. But I think when you see that audio and you just hear it, or definitely when you read it, it's like, oh, he's terrified in the pocket. That's what people are saying. I agree with you. But I also think like if Haberman and Middlecoff, if we were working at the mill in 1992 and that had been aired, we might have talked about it at lunch. Like, yeah, it wouldn't have got shared with everyone. Yeah, I, I, think I, just, I just understand. Yeah, I just understand how the person doing the replay is like, oh, that's a good clip. I don't think it's an indictment of this guy's ability to play football. That's insightful. Hey, he knows he's wearing a mic. Maybe he's saying it to uh, you know, I don't, whatever. But but just in 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 the way things get consumed now, you just can't like the idea that anyone even like we even had a serious conversation about whether. But I, I don't know. Maybe there wasn't even a serious conversation about whether Michael Jordan thinks Steph is a Hall of Famer. I don't even think that's a real conversation. He's um, drinking. <laughs> I mean, he's he's Michael. You know, here's what here's the thing about you know. Has anyone talked more shit than Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan is talking shit. That's what he does. The guy, the only and he's people, having fun doing it. But no one can handle people just having fun talking shit. Well, I think most people, like the the fans that I respect or the people on Twitter I respect, laughed about it. Yeah, you're right. The I, the, in, the the insecure sports fan got ex- like I I, lo- I like using this now. Told them themselves. They're telling them themselves. Like they don't even get it. Like you guys are just lost. I, I just think so much of it is like we just talk. You talk about it because you know it's what needs to be talked about, as opposed to like it doesn't matter. It's funny. Like can we just talk about it like it's funny? Like MJ, MJ probably dreams about playing one on one with Steph. That's his dream. But if he was talking about one on one Steph in Michael Jordan's prime, who the fuck is not picking Michael Jordan over Steph Curry? Except but Curry, I, I'm get just saying. Like he just that's I, I don't know. I, I love to he see him play golf when he said he's not a Hall of Famer yet. Because I mean, yeah, he's literally an active player. But anyway, so this feeds to the Darnold thing for me. It's like I don't think it's that. Ba- it's I, I just, but I understand how. I also think the Jets are right to say we that we don't want that aired. They're right about that, but they're right about it not because it was that bad of a thing to say. Because like we can't handle that. We can't handle somebody saying it without blowing it out of proportion. I also think they're mad. One, yeah, mainly because it's going to get blown out of proportion. It's blown out of proportion on their own quarterback, who's Here, young, here's and the sensitive, other thing. and just. I actually don't think he's sensitive because if you watch, I watched his post game press conference or like around, like in the locker room, he was pretty mature about it. I, I I'm not the biggest Levy on Bell guy. He did tweet out this morning like, my guy kind of got done dirty, and yeah. that's where I think that if you're a player, you're like that's fucked up. Yeah, you I know? mean, look, I think if if the Jets. Um, get their shit together in that game and lose that game, you know, 32 to 17 or maybe 32, 20. If it's a game, let's just, it's, if it's a game, I think this is less of an issue, but they just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Would you, would you say when a starting quarterback was playing who a team just coming off what looks like a decent win? Now they beat the shit out of the Cowboys. Maybe my memory's shitty. That's one of the biggest ass kickings I've ever seen on Monday night football. Like, the game was over five or six minutes So in. fast. And it, it was like, oh, my God. I had the thought about the second quarter. Does Bill go to Josh and go, just run the same five plays? Like, don't we're not wasting anything from here on out. No. That had you to be saw a Bill, process. Yeah, but then you saw Bill coaching up the defense in the fourth quarter. Like, here's the other thing. That, no, guy, it was the second quarter. Oh, that was the they second quarter. They were up 24-0. Yeah. Um, 
the other thing is like they had Sam mic'd up pregame and he's like, you know, he's going up to his teammates on the field. Divisional game. Here we go, baby. Like he has no grasp. I don't think he can. I don't think you can. I don't think I can of just how much Bill Belichick takes playing the Jets to like the 55th nth degree. That's not a rivalry. It's a personal vendetta. Like it's not a rivalry. It's not a divisional rivalry game. Okay, Someone like Seahawks Niners is a divisional rivalry game. <laughs> Belichick Jets is a personal vendetta. Someone texts me, "Do you think the Democrats hate Donald more than Bill hates the Jets?" And I said, "100 percent, no. He hates the Jets as much as you possibly can hate anything. Like his hatred is just at 100. It just his doesn't smile. get any strong." So he had a guy. He took a delay a game. They refused to take it. So then he told his offensive linemen to false start on purpose, and they declined it again. He just was fucking with them. That's where I think that he he had to tell Josh, just run our basic plays that are already out there. Once it was 24 nothing, it was clear they had no chance. Just run the basic shit. This is, we're not wasting one thing on these guys. But just keep keep the tempo going. You know, keep play, tell the guys to play hard. But yeah. just only Tom knows the plays we're calling. Like, the guys just hear a play, they run it. We're, do not all the shit that we had. Because think how much stuff you build through a week in a tight game, in the second quarter, in the third quarter, in these situations, you just get to scrap. You're like, we'll just save this shit. You hear coaches say this all the time, right? We had this for X game. We had this for this game. And the one I, that always comes to my mind was the Eagles and Doug Peterson and Foles. We had it implemented for the Vikings game. And remember, they blew out the Vikings in the NFC Championship game. So we're like, fuck it. We just rolled it over for the... Because you wouldn't have used it. If you ran that against the Vikings, they wouldn't have used it in the Super Bowl. Right. Right? Yeah. So you just get to withhold some of the... And you know, Josh, the one thing the Patriots sneaky do, probably more than most teams, and I don't think they quite get the credit for this nationally. They definitely do locally. They got a little Boise State to them, the Chris Peterson days. They run a lot of trick plays. Double passes, you know, like the punter throws it to the up. They just do a lot of weird shit in big games. And I think they save it specifically for tight game. You never see them run a double pass up 20. Bill's too much of a tactician. I'm not wasting that look on the Jets. But I will fuck with them. God, he hates them. It's like, Bill, you were the one that quit them. Oh, I guess they turned him in for Spygate. Because did he hate him that much in like 2004? I feel like he did. Or did he start hating him in Spygate? No, I think he did. I don't know. I feel like he did too. But... This, did the spy gate? Did they make it hard on him edge? leaving? Was it, was that the deal? Like he left them for a reason. Yeah, you're right. They, no, yeah, Kraft had parts, a trade for him. And him, no, at, but guy, but he did sign. Like Bill, you were signed under contract. Like they, they kind of did you dirty, but kind of not. Yeah, no, I get. I mean, it's just you live in your own little world, you know, on anything. So I and Bill's just, I, I, I would say someone that would be inclined to hold on to Vandettas. <laughs> did you hear? Did you hear? I. I put out the video of uh linda being one of their audibles 57 linda do you do you follow linda on twitter or on Insta? i do not linda holiday she's big she she's big on uh, she got like fifty thousand followers she will be at a pats game obviously and like she always got good seats usually behind the patriots bench in in instagram's videos of bill like on the sideline, and then just does like an arrow pointing at him. <laughs> and that'll be like her story. We'll just be pictures like that. <laughs> like, what is Bill thinking? And then Bill, like after last night's game, the game ends. She's on the field, goes hugs and kisses him before he goes to the locker room. But it's on her Insta story, so someone's taking the story. She likes establishing, you know, 
This is her territory. Right. How about that? Uh, it's kind of weird because you think that there's, I mean, it's not Bill's kid is on the staff, but it's not his mom, but clearly he knows his dad lo- like is in love with Linda. Mm-hmm. Kind of a weird spot to be in. She clearly just doesn't, it doesn't impact I don't know. Her. Don't you think, don't you think 60% of our audience is in that spot in their childhood? But he's not, but I'm talking, he's, he's not a child. He's like 30, you know? Yeah. But I mean, eventually you grow up and you're still in that position. Yeah, and you just, yeah, you just, whatever. Like, you know, he needs love, too. We're all humans. Yeah, maybe uh, you just become less, you don't even think about it. Real quick, before we get to some of the NBA, the other NFL headline I love was Doug Peterson's press conference. Uh, when when it was reported by uh, Howard Eskin. Yeah. You told me the story, I didn't. That Alshon Jeffrey was the, le- that, that there's a le- the leak on all the once rumors is Alshon Jeffrey. Well, the leaks last year, remember, that everyone liked Foles, thought yep. n- that Wentz, sneaky bad teammate, me guy, only like Zach Ertz. Uh, it turns out that was Alshon. But then there were a bunch this year with, like, they weren't checking down enough, they weren't doing this, they weren't doing that. It's Alshon again. And Howard Eskin had said it was Alshon. I had forgotten Howard Eskin is basically the sideline reporter for the Eagles radio, has a Super Bowl ring as he was called out in the press conference. So it is a little weird. Howard then tweets that he 100% did not get this from the Eagles, never has got a story from the Eagles in his career, which I find to be a lie. But whatever, you got to make your point when you're you know drawing a line in the sand. And uh, it is a weird position for guys that work for teams to say stuff like that unless you know 100% the team wants it out. So I do think it's fair for other media members. Like, this guy would go on and say something like that to not just Joe Blow player. Like, he's fucking Alshon Jeffrey. Like, if I'm Alshon, whether I said it or not, am I calling his ass out on the team plane? Or, the like, it's putting him in a weird position. Because then I got Carson looking at me like, do you hate me? Kind of a weird spot for everyone to be in. The 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 best part of the whole thing though was that Peterson. It was the passive aggressiveness by in which Peterson was asked about it, because it wasn't just is Alshon on the leak. Then it was, is it? Can we think that if the person who reported it flies on the Eagles team plane and stands on the Eagles sidelines and wears an Eagles Super Bowl ring, reported it, then that's because the team wants it out there. So that, and Peterson was like quiet for like five seconds. He's like, uh, I don't know. Because it does make sense when the guy plays it out, like lays it out right. Like and that, that's right? when Eskin goes, tweets. I assume Eskin's in the room. Maybe he's doing his radio show. I don't quite get, I don't know. He's always at these may, press conferences. Maybe he's at Sixers practice. I don't know. And that's when he tweets, like, I never, what you said, I've always, my sources, all that stuff. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 